this week on the Koshcast. Liverpool drop points away from home, Arsenal's defending is schoolboy but Genduzi has grown, speaking of young man, Son goes it alone, and is Higuain finally the heir to Diego Costa's throne? Elsewhere, Rashford doesn't let up, Morata and Atleti get stuck, Vinicius and Messi go nuts like Macadamia and Javinko's ended up in sunny Saudi Arabia. It's all here, so shove it in your ears. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Koshcast on underthekoshblog.com and at under underscore the... Oh, you can finish it by now. Mohanad is here. Hello. How are you, man? Hello, hello. Okay. <laughs> I think he's just speaking in hellos. He's just speaking in all he can say. We're just going to have to interpret it. And that other beautiful voice you can hear is Bernie Uche. How are you? I'm um, great. Thank you, sir. How are you doing? I'm very well. Awesome. We are missing Uche today, who yes. hurt his ankle yesterday. And as you know, you need an ankle to podcast. Yeah. So, you do. You yeah. do. No, you do. it was actually a, a nasty little injury in the warm-up before our game. Yeah. That's like a true professional, I think. But, but injuring, in, injuring yourself in the warm-up? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Put, put a lot of strain on our managerial genius that is Alex. Yeah. Had to shuffle things around very uh, last minute. I was doing it remotely. Yeah, I was <laughs> messaging him on the, I was well, on the train. You had a stadium band and you were, he was in the laundry box. He was space. basically playing football manager. Literally. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Real life football manager, six aside. How's uh, everyone doing? Good? Yeah. Everyone yeah. good? Yeah. yeah. Feeling good? Yeah. Feeling I mean, we, we won our league. That was, we, that was yes. nice. Yes. That was quite the game too. We were 2-0 we were up and cruising. He hasn't three forgotten one. this. He hasn't forgotten this. I'm just saying. Because they scored first. They so did. We, we were three. Oh, and that one was my fault, yeah. Yeah, very okay. much so. Yeah. Well, the fourth, the third, I got fourth head, one too. My aerial ability is not. That's not <laughs> my thing. Market, so, really. so they went 1-0 up. Yeah. Then we marauded back 3-1. Mm-hmm. And then me and Bernie kind of took our foot off the gas. <laughs> very. We got out the car, bro. Yeah. Off the gas, <laughs> off the ball. <laughs> very, very... Clearly. Yes. And we kind of were at fault for the two goals that they came back scoring 3-3. To be fair, I did get it back to 4-3. Yes. With like, I think, seven minutes to go. And then 5-4. And then 4-4 they scored. 4-4? Yeah. Yeah. And then 5-4. And then 5-4 with like four minutes to go. They were just trying to get it to penalties at this point. Yeah. And we almost lost it. Yes. We almost lost well, it. Uh, well, by the end of it, they did. Right. But anyway, we won't, we won't go with that because we'll lose our spirit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but the other thing we, we had a lot of fun doing was uh, right bef- right now, actually, we watched that compilation of all of Mustafi's mistakes oh my throughout gosh. his Arsenal career. There is not a stand-up comedian in the world that can compete compete with Skodra and Mustafi. No, I was He's that funny. In it's... tears. I was in the office kind of literally as you scroll through, it gets... Better and better, like hand on mouth, <laughs> trying not to spit out laughing out loud. But you, you tweeted it recently, right? So if oh, people I, want to find it, they can find it. I tweeted own. the thread, and then every individual post within the thread, <laughs> and there's which is thirty five. Yes, one for each million he cost. Oh. and there's a, there's two people that favorited every single one I retweeted. Oh. That's how good they want to keep it. Instant oh, legends. He's the worst. <laughs> uh, we will get to Arsenal, but let's start with the uh, side that's top of the table. For now, Liverpool, West Ham, 1-1. Uh, this was actually, I've written it the wrong way around. This was actually at uh, West Ham's London Stadium or whatever the hell it's it does called. It, it doesn't feel like they're top of the table anymore, even though they still are. Liverpool? Yeah. Oh, well, they're three points clear, right? They are. Yeah. But it just feels like they're just, I don't know. It doesn't feel like they're favourites anymore, in my eyes anyways. It doesn't, it just, it feels like it's a headline waiting to be written. 
Yes. I mean, we said this, and then Alex reminded us that this is a different Liverpool, which we'll, you know, we'll wait and see come end of the season. But then again, City lost a game against Newcastle. Two in a row, didn't they? Didn't they lose? Oh, like, they've lost a lot of games yeah. in the last, like, two months. But they lost against Newcastle, and everyone went, oh, it's over. And then two draws for Liverpool, and then people are saying they're going to mess this up. Maybe it's a little bit unfair on Liverpool from, you know, the, the unbiased point of view. But still... I understand where you're coming from. It does feel a bit strange. I have no bias. Like, yeah, you're a United fan. Very much so. This is kind of weird. <laughs> very much. But I have no bias. And I truly believed, even at the highest point, what was it, seven or whatever point it was, I still truly believe City have always and are favorites for the title. Just from that experience point yeah. of view. And that it's not a joke that Liverpool have that history of dropping things at the last moment. It was a Champions League final. It was the... It was the the Premier League with Gerrard slip. You know, there are... You know, even this AC Milan 2-0 down or whatever it is, or 3-0 down in the first half, like, yeah, they miraculously... But they have that record of these situations. They do. I mean, they also have... It, it's weird how history plays a part, but also doesn't. They, mm-hmm. they also have tons of years of history of winning everything. Mm-hmm. Right. But that Just further out. Yeah, but yeah. just further back. And that doesn't factor into it. So it, it is funny, though, when you see these games. I mean, this one was away. But at Anfield, if they don't score early, the crowd does get jittery. And they mm-hmm. do start thinking... And, and that mentality is there, and it probably does affect the players. Which is interesting, because none, pretty much none of these players were around the last time anything like this happened. Right, well... I mean, the last time anything like this happened was... Yeah, when... when Sw- well, well, under I mean, Brendan Rodgers. Yeah. 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 The thing is, also, they did score two very early goals in both games. Like, two minutes against Leicester, mm-hmm. and this one was very, very early on as well. It was also very, very offside. Yes. <laughs> My God. That, that was a disgrace of a call. Yeah. Honestly. So, it just felt like, you know... Once you see that 1-0 up, Liverpool are up, that, that's game over. Their defence has, has, has been completely solid all, all season. But what we've seen is in 2018, Allison has conceded 7 goals mm-hmm. out of 11 shots on target. Mm-hmm. That is more than they've conceded all season, mm-hmm. almost, building up to this which point. Which is still not many shots on target, which is, I mean, let's be real, we know the defence is very, very, at least under Virgil van Dijk's leadership, has been very, very good. <laughs> The change recently, though, has been the partnership with Van Dijk has been choppy. They've mm-hmm. changed a yes. lot. So, what's-his-name has come in recently. M- Matip is playing, and then you've got Milner at right back, who can do a job, but this is a far cry from the first-choice back four that they fielded in the unbeaten run. Mm-hmm. Also, in front of them, you have Naby Keita and Fabinho playing way more games than they did at the beginning of the season mm-hmm. with that Wijnaldum Milner midfield which we said carried them and they were so solid and nobody saw this coming but they did the job mm-hmm. now Naby Keita is just not having a good season Fabinho's playing okay yeah. but it's a lot of chopping and changing that it doesn't seem to be suiting Liverpool right now well Fabinho's played three positions I think this season yes. which is he, he is a flexible player he's going to do that in a squad you need players who can do that but again not probably the best for his integration into the side well it depends because like, you're right Monaco he played right back and uh, defensive midfielder so yeah. we don't actually know what his best, best position is but I, I agree with you Mo in that there's something wrong here and I think what's really happening is the defense is the defense whatever there are only 11 shots 7 goals that's probably the goalkeeper's fault I'm going to assume but then again, the attack is not doing what it's supposed to do. And we said that early in the season. And then towards the middle part, I think, of they this season so far, they picked it up. And now they've gone back because Mane scored, obviously was offside. 
which actually but adds to the point well. that they didn't create enough clear-cut chances. Salah is not doing nope. the business, and Firmino is a ghost. Firmino is not on the pitch. Firmino, other than that Arsenal game, has pretty much not been non-existent all season. That doesn't help them. Mane, yes, has two goals in the last two games, but he's not playing anywhere near his level. Salah has dipped in form horrendously. Shakiri is the one trying to provide um, creativity from midfield. He's not been able to step up. So... It's just a lot of things not happening at once. Mm-hmm. And it, this did happen to them. It's just the defense always kept clean sheets. They have the most clean sheets in the league, etc., etc. In the beginning of the season, it was formidable. Mm-hmm. So they could win 1-0. Now they can see at least one goal a game. Mm-hmm. They need to score two, and the attack hasn't been able to do it. Yeah. No, it's true. I mean, they, they resorted to Lallana today. Because there weren't any other options at this point. Which I didn't get. I guess they just thought West Ham, they were going to walk over them and they didn't need to play Shakira. I thought Origi was quite good when he came on. He made a difference a little bit. Like, you could see he tried. Like, there was sure. a little bit up in tempo compared to the Salah money for me, which was just dead. Because they didn't have to swing in, swing balls in to try and head it. Yeah. But on, on this one, talking about West Ham, I thought West Ham were absolutely brilliant in this game. They created so many chances. The I first, mean, they really should yeah, have won. The first 15 minutes, they could have scored three. And, the, and again, we're talking about like defense and letting goals in. Allison put pulled off, I think, two brilliant saves. One off Hernandez, and the other one off I can't maybe Antonio or something. But the goal that that West Ham scored, I loved it. I uh, love that set piece routine. Naby Keita went went to sleep. Everyone in Liverpool went to sleep because no one expected that. It was a well worked goal, and I just love seeing things like that. It really was, and every time I see something like that, which is not very often, mm-hmm. I do wonder why teams don't do it more. Because you see teams setting up for a free kick, and there's always tons of space. Mm-hmm. And all it takes is a right run and a, and a well-weighted pass, and you're in. Right. The one thing I've noticed watching this game, too, is the frustration slow, slowly creeping into the Liverpool squad. Like, mm. they are usually, with Klopp's influence, they are upbeat, kind of happy, always kind of positive and as a squad, and you kind of see it. The last few games, there's a lot of hands kind of pointing out at each other or frustration or Van Dijk. There's a few times Van Dijk got the ball, looked to his left, got no options, had to turn back to where the ball came from, from a tip. And then after the pass, he would turn and kind of give that stern look to maybe money that never came to or something. And you can just feel that these little things, when they creep in, it's really dangerous. Yeah. yeah. Well, Klopp said after the game that they didn't enjoy it as much as they should have. No, and that, because that's Klopp exactly was also like about. screaming and grinding his teeth like a madman, which doesn't help either at the 80th minute. But I, I, I also feel like there's when you're <clears throat> when you play with Naby Keita, Fabinho as your as your midfield two, and also Milner's out of position. I think they miss not just the the ability of Milner or what uh, Alden, but there's a drive. When things aren't going right, these are types of guys that will drag you through and then feed the ball to these guys. I thought, N- N- I was going to say Nabinho. <laughs> Let's call them that. Well, Fine. Nabinho. Naguero? Fabi Keita. Yeah. Oh, nice. They just sat off. They Look, literally just sat off. I actually, I'm not the biggest fan by a mile, but I think a dribbler in Oxlade Chamberlain would have made a lot of difference to these def- against these defenses that sit deep. Keita's a dribbler, though. But he's he not as he's good. Not he's form. not on form. But yeah. like, if Ox is on form and he just creates chaos, because they are right now passing the ball in front of two banks of four with zero penetration, mm-hmm. and Ox that can just at least tumble his way through and give a little whatever flick out to Salah or something can be so helpful to Liverpool right now. They just don't have a dribbler that can drive at the. Def- I, at the I do feel that's a tactical thing because, like we said, Naby Keita is supposed to be that. Now he's not been very good, but he's supposed to be that. But 
if he's not even trying it, I almost feel as if that's his, he's been told. That's to probably play just a confidence. It's cool. I think it's confidence. It's confidence. Like in the 80th minute, you don't want to be the guy that loses the ball. So mm-hmm. you're like, I'm just going to pass it off. Like it's, it is confidence. So what you're suggesting is let's have Salah have a stint in central midfield. Well, Dribble past a couple, <laughs> lay it off. Origi, Origi in the to, box. He used to play false nine. Sure. But now he's again shifted wide. And I think that is contributed to his lack of kind of penetration on goal as he used to play much more central than he is in the last few games and I think it is affecting him a little I th- bit. I think with with Salah, I think what Klopp does is he whoever is on form is who he puts in that central position and mm. as a result of him not being in good form move, move him to the wing and Mane is actually the only one in decent form. Okay, so, so next game it's Van Dijk a striker then. Because he's the only one of yes. in that deeper. Him and or Robertson <laughs> might play. Put it in the mixer. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, you mentioned two banks of four uh, just a minute ago. So let's go to City three, Arsenal one. Arsenal haven't been famous for two banks of four for about twenty five years, but Emery tried it this weekend. He and it sort of worked, but didn't look, look work well enough. We have to put things in their baskets. Okay. Mm-hmm. Emery's responsible for tactics and getting the team ready, and reading the opposition, etc. He's not responsible for player mistakes. He's not responsible for Arsenal players having the most errors leading to goals in the league. He's not responsible for these things. Is that an actual stat? Is that, is yeah. That? Oh, yeah, it is. So, well, is that just Mustafi? Or? <laughs> no. So, and Shaka. He's not responsible for a squad that he inherited. He's not responsible for Dennis Suarez coming in in January, who has nothing to do with the problems that we have. Anyways. I mean, I think he might well be responsible for Dennis Suarez. But only, being like only... Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What I'm you. saying is that for for the first 45 minutes, we conceded due... Forget the last goal, which came at 44 minutes. For 44 minutes, we conceded due to an OB mind fart that happens once a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mustafi playing the whole stadium and their mothers on side. And almost, for that goal. And almost killing Aguero. And killing Aguero and almost getting a red card 10 minutes in. And we looked competent. We scored our 1-1. We passed the ball around. City did not look... Like they were miles ahead of us, which should have been the case yeah. until the second half. Yeah, I mean, what what I'll say is that I think Emery switches the formation too frequently. It's literally every game. Mm-hmm. But this system, the the he tried to go with a, like a really tight four four two, narrow, tight lines so that there wasn't space in between them, and that is a like known way to play against Pep teams. Like Marcelino d- does it at Valencia. Um, I'm sure that Sevilla did it under Emery. Oh, Mahane, it's just no, no, no. It's a laptop. No, that's, that's, laptop. that's me this time. That's I'm so sorry. Okay. How, how can I? I'm not so bad with technology. What, what can I do, Bernie? Tell me. I'll, 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 I'll deal with it. Okay, it's all good. Let, we'll let, figure it out. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, um, go ahead, sir. Tell them we've got our own podcast. We don't need them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's callers. We have callers. Uh, uh, we forgot to mention. Call, call in. It's, it's Reg from Hemel Hempstead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we play very well. No, anyway, um, th- that, that system can work very well against Pep-style teams. Yeah. And it did for a while. Yeah, Kolasinac, like kind of left mid, it will be right mid. Yeah, even though those two players are completely unfamiliar with those positions, they, they did a reasonable job. Right. Um, but it just, this Arsenal squad isn't good enough that it was going to last 90 minutes. Then you add the errors. And I don't know, they went into the game. And at the start of the game, it honestly looked like they were already beaten. And the goal within a minute obviously didn't help. Mm-hmm. But once Arsenal equalised, yeah. they actually settled down really well. And then they started to look confident. And they even had a 10-15 minute period where they were the better team and probably you know, had the better, better chances. The, the problem with that is being the better team in this game meant not no one doing anything. Exactly. That, so, that was the difference in that. There was one chance I thought that was interesting where 
Uh, I can't remember who ran with the ball, but ended up with Lacazette trying to play in. Aubameyang. Oh, beautiful and pass! You know what irritated me about that? Aubameyang almost went away from the ball. He curled he didn't, away. He yeah. curled away. He didn't come to it. They could take it on his left. That irritated me because those those you get few and far between against Man City. You need to do the right thing as an experienced striker, Bernie, and, and that was just, just amazing. You are so spot on. Like before, I before I you know touch on why you're so spot on. I have to say Ederson though. You know, props for being alert and awake Mm -hmm. to actually... Because you could easily be out of that game and just chilling on your goal line. So props to him. But Bernie, you are so spot on because watching this game, it was Mm 1-1. And I told my brother while I was watching, I said, look, Arsenal look comfortable. They look okay right now. But this is not about... This is a game of moments. And City will have their moments. And they will score their moments. Mm -hmm. And they don't need to play well. They don't need to have the ball. And City in, in the first half had two moments with two goals. It was as simple as that, and again, both goals were very avoidable. Mm-hmm. And you know, Lichtsteiner is talked about as why was he playing? You know, he's thirty-five years old. He doesn't have the legs to 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 follow Raheem Sterling. But it wasn't a goal of legs. It wasn't. If anything, I would pick Lichtsteiner there in that moment for his um, experience. Experience. You know, Raheem Sterling lays that ball off to Gundogan. The whole world knows that he's going to make that Messi Alba thing, mm-hmm. where he then goes for the one-two and mm-hmm. plays it across. Except Lichtsteiner for some reason. And I have to give Raheem Sterling props. That left foot across the goal to Aguero is so much harder than it looks. Yes. Especially for a Sterling that if you go two years back, no chance in hell makes that happen. The improvement that Sterling has shown has been unbelievable. He, he is absolutely brilliant. Yeah. He, he's he's, he's been world class for two exactly. seasons Yes, now. he is. The, the only thing I'll say about that pass from Gundogan is that I think we all knew it. Yeah. But it's still very difficult to, to pull that off. So you could almost expect... Licksteiner to get ahead on that, but if that ball's not perfect, it's not happening. Right. And that's and exactly to your point. They didn't do all that much, Man City, no. to win this game comfortably, and that's what the sad part is. Tactically, though, they did something interesting, which is that they knew that Arsenal would come with two strikers, because that's what we've been doing lately, and they did Fernandinho dropping into a back three when out of possession, and then in possession he moved into midfield. So that everywhere they needed it, they had the overload. This, this three... To five years spell of Fernandinho, unfortunately won't be, but has to be kind of, it has to be, I don't count it as almost legendary. He has played five seasons of football under Pep Guardiola or and, and even before that has just been world class, phenomenal football, a consistent. Listen, yep. we, we were talking on the thread and we said, we agreed that Fernandinho is one of the best if you were looking for a top five, let's say defensive midfielders in the Premier oh. League, he's easily one of the for, best for, to ever grace the Premier League. He's but, also he's also and Roche sorry man, Roche pointed this out as well. He's thirty three. Yeah. There are a lot of players who at this age are done physically. Yeah. And he's he's fitter than a lot he's of younger the men. Only player in the city squad that has no replacement. Yes. Literally the only one. Yep. Yes. It's and, insane. And he's, well, he actually saw off his replacement, Fernando. <laughs> Fernando was a ridiculous. It was more of a doppelganger than a replacement. Yeah. It was like, he looks like him. He might play like him. No. So Aguero with a hat trick. Uh, his 10th. Yeah, his 10th. The highest of something. There's a record. He he's broke. only one behind Alan Shearer. No, 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 no. He already surpassed Alex. I don't think it's No, not Alan Shearer. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. he's 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 got like more than... Five players combined okay. or something, but he's only behind Alan Shearer, who has one, one more than him. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and his, I mean, again, people don't talk similar to Fernandino, s- similar to um, 
Aguero, they both don't get talked about, I think, enough as one of the best players. Like, Aguero's never kind of up there. People always, you know, the Shearers and the Henri's and the Cantonas and the Burkamps and the Venistros. Aguero deserves a little bit, I think, more praise than he oh, gets. absolutely. He, he's, he's right there with them, if not surpassing them. And to be fair, every time he dips, we think Aguero... Like, how many times have I said Aguero's done? And yeah. then he kind of comes back. He just goes, no, yep. here I am. I think I was listening to this and there was a part where they were asking, is he the most underrated? And... I think it was Barry Glutendang said he's not. And the thing is that the reality of the situation is the guy is world-class, one of the best strikers to grace the Premier League, but people said, oh, he never makes the team of the year. It's because Harry Kane always wins the Golden Boot. Salah wins the Golden Boot. He is consistently good, but when you talk about having those seasons that are just unbeatable, he doesn't have those seasons. It's not a knock on him. It's just He's a sensational football player. In a very good team. In a very good team. And there are players who have better individual campaigns at the end of the day than him. That's just the unfortunate part. That, that's totally true. I also think there's something about, especially in recent years, the type of goals he scores. So especially since Pep came in, it's been a lot of in-the-box, relatively easy finishes compared to, you know, there's less... Aguero gets it outside the box, beats two men, smashes it into the top one, which he used to do, and which you see people like Salah and Kane, what have you, doing. But in the last few years, at least, Aguero has been a lot of tappings. And that's just the result of the way City play, but it has an effect on the way people view him. Um, I think before we move on, I have to point out Guendouzi in this game, Mm -hmm. who is by far my favourite Arsenal player. He's only been here for a few months, less than a year. He has been um, by far... My favorite Arsenal, like I, I, I might have mentioned this. I'm not sure on the pod, but or to you, Alex, I haven't had a fa- favorite Arsenal player in a long time since Cesc, Ozil, well. and then no, as in Ozil was more just like it. It wasn't like a, an emotional connection. More like I just really like his style. Sure, Cesc was that last kind of emotional connection to an Arsenal player, and Guendouzi is that guy now. Mm-hmm. He is phenomenal for his age. You have to take into account. It's a new manager, new league, coming from League 2. He's 19. He plays in the hardest position on the field. Huge responsibility. He never shirks it off. He comes back. He is, I think, going to be a fantastic talent. Him and Torreira, if we can improve around them, can be that solid pairing for Arsenal for a long time. 19 and 22, it's there. It's there in the making. We just have to not mess it up again when we've had good players and we've ruined our chance of making a good team around them. Like Danielson. Well, <laughs> with his great ankles. <laughs> but I think I think the thing we're going to do is you guys have to make a brave decision. That is, he's a. I think I like him. I think he's a wonderful player. But you have to make a brave decision, which is, do we buy someone more experienced to take us to the next level, or do we accept who we are right now and have four or five years of Torreira and Guendouzi no and just deal? Because no he will have ups and he will have downs. He's not finished product. He's not the type of guy that is going to get you to where you think you are supposed to be yet so you're gonna to have to deal with that and if i was arsenal i'd be brave and deal with it to be honest i, th- I think that's fair i and and as Mohamed said financially we may not have any any choice anyway arsenal will have money to spend in the summer i think but central midfield isn't the priority so whatever we have no choice yeah but granite jack is there as well so Xhaka, Torreira, and Guendouzi will probably job share those two positions yeah. or three positions depending on how they play which changes every week as yeah. i said um so that I want Xhaka to go. We want Xhaka to go. He's going to be there for a while. Quick, quick shout out, Burt Leno. I thought it could have oh, been, great it could have been bad. Second half, like I criticize him a lot, but this was the game where I felt, you know, he stood up. 
to be counted. I, he was honestly he could have been six, and not on the scale of how the game went, just the number of chances that they actually had. I felt also what was good about him is it wasn't just about saves. It was hard things like crosses. A lot of crosses hard on the ground that he had to deal with and kind of stop it getting to the striker. So it wasn't just your regular goalkeeping day. It, it was different things he had to do. Mm-hmm. And I, and I like seeing that from him. Two more quick things um, before uh, Spurs Newcastle. One is no team, well, sorry, only Brighton and Huddersfield have lost more away games than Arsenal since the start of 2018. Yeah, we, should, is, we should be relegated. That is... Pathetic. Is it is it true? Just to add to this away game thing, that you Arsenal have not won an away game against a top six club for four years. Is four that years. true? I heard that. Yep. And I thought that cannot be true. Four years. It's. The, I think the last one was when we beat City two 0 yep. Cazorla scored that one. Yeah. Really? So Cazorla so was playing. He went out, almost lost the leg, almost had a leg amputated, had it sewn back on, is now scoring <laughs> back goals, and we haven't beaten a top. Six team away. Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yes. Bro, do not underestimate. Not even Tottenham. Do not underestimate our ability for records. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the last thing is uh, I want to put something to bed, which is that this weekend, uh, possibly other weekends, but I haven't been paying that much, much attention. But this weekend, the Wenger wasn't the problem clearly because like the same things are happening. Brigade came out, yeah. and let me tell you this: you know, their, their thing was, look, it's the players. Any manager would struggle with these players. Who bought all the players? Yeah. All of them. <laughs> we'll get it's on. insane. You're, Unbelievable. You're, that brigade, it's hilarious because there's a there's a Man United Jose Mourinho brigade that's just bubbling under the uh, surface. Waiting for that first. <laughs> the diehard loyalist. All right, uh, quickly before Frodo go, uh, Spurs won, Newcastle nil. Hilmanson came back from the Asian Cup. And is saving he, their, their season single-handedly. So yes, I mean, the guy played 90 minutes, I believe, of all of South Sorry. Korea's games. Mm-hmm. Flew back mm-hmm. and has since played two full games again in a week. And has won them both games. Pochettino described him as an energizer buddy, and I think that's totally reasonable. He is unreal. He is so good. He is so good. I mean, granted, Dubravka messed this up, but... Honestly, Son Son has been so good for them. I mean, without him this season, they would not be in the top four. That's for a really sure. player. That's a goal. <laughs> That's <laughs> greatness. Well, I mean, the, the thing is, they also got a little bit lucky with him because after his first season, which didn't go very well at all, mm-hmm. um, apparently he was like the the club and management were kind of neither here nor there. They were like, you can stay and fight for your place, or if you want to go. You can go. Mm-hmm. And he chose to stay, and look what happened. It's, well it's incredible. Well done. Um, Lucas Moura looks really bereft of confidence, but I can't work out whether that's just because he prays constantly on the pitch. It just looks like he's really begging for something good to happen. <laughs> so he all seems helpless. Yeah. Uh, Spurs haven't drawn a game in 29 games. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, Spurs, Spurs the last two games, have just yeah. crossed the line. So it's a bit worrying from a Spurs fan's point of view. Um, but again, without Kane, without Dyer, this is what you can expect. And they expected this. So the fact that you still got three, uh, six points out of six, you're still scraping through. But at the end of the day, this is all you have to do until Kane, who miraculously, already there's videos of him like training at oh, full pace. Yo, he went to, wasn't he like the Bahamas happens. or whatever? Got a few injections. It's ins- Kane is always back in two weeks. He's got that as yeah. time. It doesn't matter. He could lose a leg or he grew back. This the, always happens. But the thing is, he comes back too early, and then he's terrible for like five, six weeks. But I, he also yeah. still scores. I, it's, I, it's crazy. I saw a stat that was sensational to me, and it was so take United aside, mm. Spurs have got the most points in the last. 
two mm-hmm. months. Mm-hmm. I thought, how? Like from where? <laughs> it just feels like they've not been good, but they've actually. They can been be great. underwhelming, but they do yeah. get the points. Power of Musa Sissoko, mate. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of which, it's not even a joke. No. He did step up big time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, big steps. <laughs> fraud or goat? Let's do it. That's greatness. That's a goat. That's a guy you respect. Fraud. Uh, All right. So we're going to be doing a player that we know. Maybe not in depth, in depth, but let's see how we feel about him. First Pedro. name Pedro. Last Second. name Pedro. Pedro. <laughs> Everything is Pedro. So, Pedro. Yeah. I'd like to think of him in his Barcelona days a bit more than his Chelsea days. I liked Pedro when I watched him come through. I liked his two-footedness, ambidextrous. He seemed to be a smart footballer, always making the right runs. making, And he fit well in that Barcelona team. He was better for me than what's the dude that Watford now... Um, oh, uh, Feo, he was yeah. better than those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were all coming through at the same time. The Delafeos, the Muniers, that there was another guy. Uh, There's there a few. Boyan. Oh, Boyan, exactly. Isaac Cuenca. Cuenca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I thought he was always the better one out of all that crop. Yes. And he lasted the longest. And I just feel he was a very smart footballer. You know, you play next to Messi, you're not going to score a gazillion goals, but you know, you get 10 to 20 a season. I don't disagree with any of this. I do have a qualifying question, which is that do you have any bias based on the fact that? Your brother looks a lot like him. <laughs> I, I think that has a contribution. I maybe maybe deeply seeded, but I'm not thinking about it right now. I I I, I struggle with Pedro. I have the, a little bit of the opposite opinion. I think he's a little bit of a fraud, and this might be the most civilized fraud or good yes. conversation that we're ever going to have. Well, this is unacceptable. Like, it, it's, it's sounding very much like it, but the reason is because it, to me it was underwhelming. Him and Barcelona. There was nothing to hold on to that was sexy or particularly interesting about the way he played. It was very much, you know, Pep's system is move the ball around and score a tap-in. It felt like that, and it felt like he was a decent player, and I mean decent player in a good system. You took him out, and he was supposed to come into Chelsea and be a bit more. And you ask him to do a bit more, and he, honestly, he's been a colossal disappointment. I, I like to put it in perspective. At Barcelona... What was expected of Pedro? First of all, all those other names we said failed to make it into the team consistently. Pedro's the only one that... So relative to his peers at the time, he made it. Yes, he's a cog in the system, but again, I keep my expectations where I think they should be for Pedro, and I'm not expecting the world. You are right in that he should have been more of a spark at Chelsea, but I also have to say that Chelsea play a more defensive style. He played under a Conte. He's not playing, not playing as much under a Sarri. He is also in a very defensive I think, team. I think where we get into trouble with that Barcelona era is a lot of players look better than they, than they really are. And I think, look at him for Spain, there's nothing to hold on to at all. Look at him for Chelsea, there's nothing to hold on to at all. In fact, now people are calling for Callum Hudson-Odoi to take his spot in the team. He's only 31 there is, there is not anything that he has done at Chelsea that is not replaceable. Not one thing. So you look at it outside of that wonderful system that Pep had introduced, where I believe a lot of people could have come in and done very well, there's nothing tangible to this guy's career that we can say anything substantial about him. It's but just I, a waste of time. But I think to Mohanan's point earlier, a lot of people did come in and did not do very well. But those A lot guys, of people tried that role. And failed. We need, yeah. we need to understand that those guys came after, like three or four years after, when Pedro was already established and David Villa was in there, and then you had Boyan, who was actually doing pretty decently and then needed more games so Cuenca Teo all those guys were never going to do a single thing my only thing is that people use your argument with people like Iniesta Busquets all the way up to Messi so he's the he's the 
it's only because he actually left and we saw him somewhere else. But again, it is in a very defensive system in a league that doesn't allow you that flair. I, I also, I think it's a bit harsh, in this case at least, to say he played with all these brilliant players in this brilliant team and that counts against him. He fit the, in. The fact that he, being on the wavelength with those players mm-hmm. is a compliment in itself. Because not everyone can do that. Well, yes and no. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why I say no. Ibrahimovic could have. Yeah, yeah. He scored 22 goals. But... I, I Pedro guess you, has 22 goals I, I guess you, he didn't fit. He didn't fit Ibrahimovic. But what I'm saying is that Alexis Sanchez didn't, granted. Ibrahimovic didn't, granted, because those are individual dynamic flair players. This guy was literally had one task. Finish off. Finish okay. off a couple things and knit things together. And that is wonderful. Finish but, off a couple things. Make him sound like a builder. Well, what I'm saying is <laughs> finish off a couple things. You're not a But I'm saying, and hear me out. I understand it. He did well. But I look at Cesc Fabregas came to Barcelona. A lot of people said he didn't fit. But he left that environment after doing all well, winning stuff and was still critical look, to Chelsea. Pedro cannot be critical anywhere outside of Barcelona. I think you look at Pedro's stats and you say his first season into Barcelona's first team, he scores 23 goals. If someone tells you this guy's going to come in and get you 23 goals first season, 22 goals in his second season, I would say, wow, La Masia did its job. Well done. I would just say... If I ask you to do more than 23 goals a season for that brilliant Barcelona side who have enough players to score goals, just Messi on his own, I would say, well done. I would throw myself a party. If, if he had stayed his whole career at Barcelona and that was our only way to judge him, I could probably say go. But I've seen him outside. I've seen him under different tactical, uh, f- probably five different coaches at Chelsea <laughs> now. I've seen him. The guy isn't it. But we've He's also seen not. Willian, who is not supposed to be a bad player, fail in this Chelsea defensive side. The wingers just seem to not do their thing. I mean, we've seen a lot of people fail at Chelsea who are any sort of creative players. That's my only issue. But with he's Pedro. not even been as good as Willian, sure. who is a fraud. <laughs> like, where are we? Where well, are this we going one is decisive. This? Alex, you want to wrap it up quickly before we go? No. Okay. I can't. All right. I still don't know. So this one is... This is our first yeah. kind of on the fence fraud or goat. As much bit. as I don't know his actual name, I don't know whether he's a fraud or goat. That's greatness. That's a goat. That's a guy you respect. Fraud. Speaking of Pedro, speaking of Chelsea, let's do that. Chelsea 5, Huddersfield nil. Let's qualify this by saying Huddersfield are possibly one of the worst Premier League teams of all time this, this season mm-hmm. with a 36-year-old manager who probably can't believe he's there. They're really pushing Derby for that title. They really are. It, and, it, and, and Mick McCarthy's Sunderland. This may be the only the only time I agree with Sam Allardyce and, and his Brexit wave. He just thought, <laughs> maybe give a young Englishman as opposed to some under-23 manager S- from Dortmund. Speaking of Brexit and Sunderland, they closed down that GM plant in Sunderland oh, so because of Brexit. So now, I, my first thought was... Who, where are they going to take the players when they need a little pet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where's, where's the foe going to go when he's 45? And look at these people. Was it in Sudden Slide Die, they said, all we have is the car plant and suddenly the football club. <laughs> oh, no. And if we lose the football club, they didn't well, even, they they even think about losing the, the plant. They don't have either right now because the football club barely exists. Oh, God. Anyways, back, back to Chelsea Huddersfield. That's so depressing. Um, um, so just, just to cap off the Huddersfield a shit kind of thing, they have failed to score in 13 games this season that is remarkable yeah well almost almost as many away wins as Arsenal though yeah exactly (laughs) anyway that's enough about Huddersfield Uh, let's talk about uh, Gonzalo Higuain yeah Mm. two two goals and both absolute belters Chelsea's um, (laughs) Chelsea's budget 
for food has just yeah. skyrocketed. With Higuain and Hazard, they both <laughs> like a, a nibble. And they both look... They both look... I mean, I don't thick. like to say it, but thicky, thick. Both of I, them, think, but, I think it's harsh to have Hazard in the well, same... Well, Hazard has it all bro, in the trunk. In the same Have you seen KFC the Padonka Don <laughs> Yes, I have. It is ridiculous. But the he other side... Yeah. But the other side is, is, the other side is, is okay. flat. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's an Instagram model at this point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> angles, mate, angles. Um, so, yeah, Hazard and, and, uh, and uh, Higuain both getting... Uh, Two goals each. Higuain's goals. The first one. I know the second one will get the plaudits. Mm. The first one it's was better. a strikers. It's better. He put the guy behind him, and you know there's a lot of behind. <laughs> yeah. And then he finished it beautifully. Mm-hmm. He's. We did throw a goal, didn't we? We yeah. did. Yeah. He's. He divides. We well, we, we divides opinion. Huh. Obviously, the whole messy thing comes into play for me. But him individually. Is not a horrible player. The problem is he's not consistent. Not a, yes, he is. Yes, he, he very much is. He scores like 35 goals it's, a season. It's, it's, uh, okay, sorry, not consistent. He did, clutch. Well, he's not clutch, no. Yes, not okay. at all. And yeah. I think, I don't know where they are argued fraud or goat, but I think I probably argued fraud because I do that a lot. But <laughs> It's more fun. <laughs> it's, it is more fun, but Iguain is fun. And I think Sari maybe got this right. We'll see because right. he's had hot starts before and petered out. I think Sari may have gotten this this particular signing correct. If if the club says to Sari, we have the money to do this, is a no brainer. Because no. Morata's not scoring, Giroud is Giroud. Like you might as well bring Higuain and and, and see what happens. Um, I also want to point out on the first goal that was a delicious little reverse ball by Kante. Ooh, Kante's now, improving. Every time mm-hmm. that Chelsea get caught on the break or they concede a goal, everyone goes, ah, if Kante was there. Yeah. You know, that might not have happened. Jorginho is not defensive enough. Which is true. But <laughs> there isn't the same, like, when Kante does something good offensively, which happens quite a lot now, recently. Actually, yeah. yeah. People don't mention it. So I just want to mention it. I'm just know. letting Kante know if he's listening. I appreciate you, bro. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I literally made a mental note of this game, last game, there's a few games in a row now. He scored winning goals, winning assists. He's actually been very good creatively moving forward. He's improved. Yeah. But it's still, like, as good as it is, Thanks for qualifying it in the beginning. It's Huddersfield. I still do not like this idea of sorry ball. I I, I was on board at first. I'm still not there yet. Well, when I, they were winning. Well, yeah. yeah. But like my, my issue is very, very simple. My issue is, if this wasn't Huddersfield, who was it? You guys beat them recently? Someone else beat them? And they just stood on Jorginho. Yeah. Like, we can't keep doing this. Like, we just cannot keep doing this where you just... At least all, all sorry needs to do, because they're playing City... Oh, I, think, I think this weekend. Yeah, yeah. All he needs to do now is just to fool everyone and switch Conte and Jorginho and it will confuse the shit out of everything out of Guardiola. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Just Fred, do it. Fernandinho's life will come <laughs> yeah. crumbling in front of his How eyes. How will he deal with, with Jorginho <laughs> 10 yards further up? He's going to be so confused. be like, what are you doing next to me? I don't yeah. understand. So we're joking, but like I think I said either last week or the week before, to me what he needs to do is put them next to each other. In situations like this, because if you're trying to run everything through Jorginho and someone's standing on him, right, they're not going to press with two attacking right. midfielders. So you put Kante there, you pass him the ball. If the guy presses him, he can then pass to Jorginho or, and then he's free to do what he wants. Or you pressure both guys and then Barkley can shine, yeah. baby. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Sorry, uh, now that we've had Fernandinho in this discussion, who would you rather yeah. have, Kante or Fernandinho? Oh. In a, in a possession-based team, Fernandinho. I, I, I don't sure. care what team. Fernandinho. For the way you like to play football. Oh, Fernandinho. With, if I made you the manager with your tactics, whatever. A best 11 in the Premier League, I, I think I, Fernandinho. I have Conte. God, that's hard. It is. That's, that's why I asked so the question. so hard. But you need to know your team. If you have 80% possession, yeah. you don't need Conte. Sure. 
But if or, you're, or he's literally just standing there alone I'm on just, the halfway I, line. I just love the guy. Down. Leicester, Chelsea, France World in Cup. Le- yes. Dude has won everything. Listen, in a Leicester upset kind of team, you need a Kante. Yeah. But, no. Will, will Kante win the Champions League in his career? Never. Well, with Chelsea? Never. No. No. Who says he's staying at Chelsea for the rest of well, his life? How he, old is he? 27? Mm. He needs a 100 million moves to somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and if that happens, I'm sure. United could do with a Kante. He's not winning By the Champions way, League with I'm them. seeing that a lot. Like, United fans saying, bring God. I'm like, where? Where's the money? Oh, how are you going to do this? Also, I, I know Chelsea randomly sold Matic to you. Like, they're not going to do this. No, they're not you know, that you know, stupid. You know where Conte would really fit and might win the Champions League? Atletico Madrid. Never. He would fit. I'd say. Like, they're never going to win it. Well, they've got Morata now and they're cursed. But we'll get to that. Did anyway. Barcelona didn't try and sign Conte with their sign like a whole bunch of other... Yeah. Don't worry, Toro Vidal has loads of resale value. Um, all right, I think that's enough of that. Uh, last one. Oh no, United mm-hmm. one. Leicester. Speaking of Leicester, United yes. one. Oh, Leicester yeah. nil. Good segue. You did you escape with a one 0 victory here? Ah, uh, probably. I think a draw was was the fair result here. I mean, United basically went back to Jose Mourinho game plan. The, the way I would I described that at the time is that Leicester have the right to feel hard done by. Mm. Mm. I wouldn't take it away from United, mm. but I would give it to Leicester, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. I think that's fair. The, no, it doesn't. <laughs> but I know what you mean. A little bit. The, yeah, yeah. The, thing, the thing about this game was, <laughs> Leicester are a good side. Yeah. I think all this quad, quad, Claude Puel Fraud out Puel. stuff, it needs to end. Like, it just needs to end. It's not going this is a team that took points away from Liverpool, beat Man City, if I'm not mistaken, beat Chelsea. So... This was always going to be a hard game. And so, in a sense, I, I see what Mo is saying. You have to give Man United credit for getting a win in this game. And you have to give credit to two people. Pogba, Rashford. One that moment, Pogba. and it worked. And that ball from Pogba, the way he lifts it, that was the only way you were going to get a goal from that. And I love that because it's the vision. It's what you expect from an £89 million player that he understands the exact ball to play. And then the One, first touch yeah. from exactly. Rashford. After the, messing up. And the finish. The, the whole yeah. goal was absolutely yeah. wonderful. Just on the Puel thing, I just want to... I agree they do well. And I think Leicester fans' expectations are a little bit skewed by the fact that they won the league a couple of years ago. A little. But <laughs> here, here are some clubs that are above Leicester in the table. And you tell me if you think they should be. Bournemouth, Everton, Watford, Wolves and Arsenal. No, they shouldn't be. Right. So when you say this well, needs to stop, maybe. when Wolves you say this maybe. needs to stop about Claude Puel, if they finish the season in twelfth, like that's not good enough. But, really. that, but that's fine because you're not going to get relegated. You're not going to go in. Like, but like, is that the extent of your? No, no, but Brady, Brady, Brady can never understand that fans of other teams actually want to just finish like seventh instead of twelfth. No, to him, it doesn't matter. To him, it's like <laughs> me. You either get you win the league. You get in the Champions League or you get relegated. No, you can get into Europa League. You can like do stuff. Europa League is what? Wait, which, which, which teams get into Europa League? Leicester. No, no, no. Like, is that is that seventh? Or is that what? Yeah, seventh and maybe eighth. Does seventh sometimes. get in there? Sometimes so. depends on depends on the like the coefficient. Stuff. Just say coefficient, yeah, and that yeah. explains everything. But here's the thing, though. If you're, let's say you you've accepted your life as a mid-table team, so you're going to finish seven, between seventh and fourteenth, mm-hmm. right? Where would then, you rather be? Well, a where would you rather be? But b if you're going to finish in that in that spot. Let's do it playing football we enjoy with a manager we like. Yes. So but for me, if the, they don't the like lesser, it, the lesser thing is the simple. It's Southampton were very, very comfortable. And boring. they were not playing the best of what they were. Very, very comfortable. They got rid of the man, and look what happened. Sometimes you just have to let it be what it is. 
You just was a team that had Ranieri, they won the league, then they went to Michael, I don't know, the guy ate too many pies, whatever. No, Craig Shakespeare, whatever it was. And then they had then they something else, and then they brought this. They need stability. I don't care about seventh, eighth right now. Be stable and then figure it out after you've had two, three years of stability. And then you're fine. Alright, well, spilling, uh, speaking of stability, Everton mm. lost again. Mm. Hey. Uh, this is weird. It's not. Go on, why is it weird? Because he's a good manager and they have a good squad. His only issue is one thing, one glaring thing. He can't defend. Stop playing Theo Walker. It's not just that. Bro. I mean, I agree with you. I watched the game. He provides nothing. Zero. I agree. And he does start every week and it is baffling. But the other thing is that Everton can't stop conceding tons of goals. And from set pieces. Which means they don't train. By the way, so <laughs> this this thing, I was very on board the Marco Silver training. I'm me on, too. I'm still I, on board. I, I was there until someone put this into context for me. He was at Hull where he made his name in England and it apparently was fantastic. But they did really, really well and then really, really shit. Remember, they got relegated. Yeah, sometimes they may be good. Sometimes, sometimes they may be shit. What happened at Watford? Did really, really well and they went really, really shit. Everton has been, yeah, kind of shit, mostly. The guy has not had a sustained period where he has actually been, his team has been good. We've never seen it. Well, he's always never left. We've never seen it. He's always left. No, he got sacked. Remember, Hull, he, I, don't, I think no, no, he no. left or got sacked, whatever, but he got them relegated. Let's not forget that. Okay, I think, I think that's harsh. Hull were, like, like we were talking about with Huddersfield, Hull were absolutely horrendous. They had no oh. hope. They had oh. no hope oh. of being... Oh. That, that's so, so, so Martinez with Wigan doesn't get the same love. But, no. but Silva with Honda. I'm just putting also, that out there. I'm also going to put out there, Solskjaer Cardiff does not get that excuse. So let's not do that right now. No, no, no. Listen. Let's not do that. Listen, listen. They were absolutely horrendous. Yeah. He had very little chance of keeping them up. He got them close. Fair enough. He yeah. did a good job. He did To a the good extent job. that he knew he could leave that club and get a better job. He did a good job. He went Decent to Watford. Job. He went to Watford. They did really well until Everton came in for him after six months, at which point he checked out of that job mm-hmm. and it went downhill. So and then he excuse? got sacked because, We're because he wanted to leave. We're giving him excuses for the last two. As a human being and a manager, you cannot make excuses for your job. You either did a good job or you did a shit job. The overall, if you add up the points and add up all the numbers, he's done a shit job for three clubs. I disagree with that. Wow. He did a good job for Hull. He did a good job for Watford until Everton came in for him. I agree. And now Everton, it's not going well, but as you said, he's never stayed anywhere for very long. Let's see how the it goes. The problem with the notion of him doing a good job at Hull is that Steve Bruce was at Hull, what, the year before or something like that and kept them up when they had no right of being kept up. I think if you mm-hmm. are if you are Marco Silva, you have to do that job that you have no right to do. You have to do that. But he's not done the, anything. The thing with Marco Silva is also what, what comes into effect in the back of your mind is the football they played was watchable. Yeah. Hull became watchable. Yes, I know to you, Bernie, you're a big guy about like results, but they were watchable finally, and their fans actually enjoyed that season, and it looked so close. I think he did okay at Hull. I think he did good at Watford. Again, Watford, he elevated their football to a whole new level. They were watchable again. Now, the only thing at everything, this is the real test, where he is failing quite badly so and at, far. And at Watford, Javi Gracia has done a better job than he did. Sure. So, what I, all I'm asking is, give me a full season of you being good. Then we can call you a good manager. Give me one season. That's all I ask. It's not too much to ask for one season. No, no, we'll give him a call. We'll let him know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just... Just yeah, send just, him a, a well-written letter. Yeah, do him a one season. Basically, his problem is that he attracts other clubs. 
He needs to stop attracting other clubs yeah, yeah, yeah. and settle with the wife well, that this he has. Is why this is why he's doing a bad job. Yeah. I'm staying at everything. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, let's do a Momo quickly. Yeah. I Momo. <laughs> One thing we are no sha Momo no fit sleep forever. One day Momo go wake up. So let me just read to you from uh, West Ham's program from before today's home match against Liverpool. This is Pellegrini's weekly column. Mm. He says, Today we welcome Unai Emery and the players, staff and supporters of Arsenal to London Stadium. I know Unai well from our time managing against each other in Spain and in the Champions League. He is a highly respected coach. You know who aren't aren't highly respected? Liverpool. (laughs) Unreal. Um, How does that that get past like three people? People who should be fired and you should have that job, Alex. Thanks. I don't want to work for West Ham. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, this one, since we've been talking about everything, that isn't really... I guess the comment by a professional commentator can be extruded as mumu, yeah. but it was funny. So the black cat, everybody kind of realized the black cat ran onto uh, the Goodison Park um, field recently and all that, and the commentator decided while well, we look at this clip to say, this is probably the best entertainment they've had at Goodison Park all season. Wow. Just... Demolished everything. Unprofessional, but savage. And, and I want to throw in Jose Mourinho for falling yes. on the ice when he was doing this uh, puck drop. Not even in the NHL or OHL, the KHL. If anyone knows where the what KHL, is the K? the um, Korea, maybe Kremlin. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but that's where he was. Hang on. He dropped the let's, puck let's and fell out, fell over on his ass, which made me so happy. Continental Hockey League. I think. Where? It's, oh no. Comprises 25-member clubs based in Belarus, China, Finland, Latvia, Kazakhstan, Russia, So the Russia, Kremlin one Slovakia. wasn't too far off. Wow. <laughs> it's normal to even accept that. You've just made 15 million getting sacked. Yeah, what's he doing there? I don't know, man. He's probably telling them about how United board didn't back him. Momo. One thing we are no sha. Momo no fit sleep forever. One day, Momo go wake up. Real Betis Ballon P. I don't know what Ballon P means, but I'm really curious. Um, one, Atletico Madrid nil. Well, Atle- Ballon is a ball. No, but it's Ballon P. Oh. I don't know. Oh, I thought it was a Ballon d'Or without Messi. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Ballon nice. P. <laughs> That's good. Like um, the Golden P or something. Right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, wait, oh, isn't he the Golden Flea? <laughs> Yes, he's the golden flea. Why are we talking about that? Why, yeah, why do you have to mention that again? Why, why are you bringing it back? Tell us what Betis did. For somebody beat, who is, this is where we started La Liga, Real Betis. <laughs> they beat Atletico Madrid 1-0. Yes. Now, Atletico Madrid had not lost in 19 games. What did they do differently this time? Well, clearly not. They started Alvaro Morata. Oh, my God. The kid is cursed. I think he actually might be cursed. Yeah, I think it's time for a Korean punditry. It's over. Bro, he's so uncharismatic. That's true. Even MLS wouldn't take him at this point. No. Uh, that's <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I mean, he won't be any good at TFC, but we'll get to that. Alvaro Morata, Real think, Salt Lake. Come on, you can see. He'd be trash. I think he'll score like a gazillion goals. <laughs> yeah. His, his yeah. homesickness will kick in in Utah. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> Utah. Wow. Um, uh, right. Real Madrid 3, <coughs> Alaves 0. Um, Vinicius absolutely killed this. There's, so there's been a bit of a revolution with the Real Madrid lineup lately. They're playing the young players. Ceballos. Um, Vinicius. Vinicius, Mariano. That puts, came what's in. his name on the bench? Who? Left-footed guy that I really like. Bale? 
No. What? Oh, Asensio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, could, well, I didn't know where you were going with that. Man, Asensio this season has... Well, he's had a bad season. There were the comments earlier that he made about it's not really his... It shouldn't really be his responsibility because there are bigger players that should step up in these times. I'm wondering if he and Isco will even be there next season. I, I think, think one so. of them at least. And will I think people go. need to snap that up. Chelsea need a winger. Go get Asensio. Play left or right. And what Hazard Asensio? Ooh. Except Hazard will be coming into Real Madrid to replace Asensio. Sure. Take Asensio. So Carlos Hudson doing Asensio. Be like, be, be like Johan Hazard. Fine. Yeah. Pay 120 million Plus. and Asensio. That's yes. Agreed. Agreed. 120 and, and Asensio and yes. Isco. To replace Barkley. That's the worst deal they could ever Buddy, do. Buddy, it's Real Madrid. You have to ask. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. You don't think Madrid will pay 100 million and give you no, Isco and Asensio? No, 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 they won't. They won't. That's terrible business. They're that's not what Barcelona. They do. That is what they do. <laughs> oh, harsh, but fair. Uh, they do play... Clean harsh and fair. They play Barcelona in midweek in the Copa. Uh, three times in, 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 in a month. That's a lot. It's the first time that people don't really care. Three classicals in a... Yeah, Three classicals in a month. Mohamed, are you going to watch it? Damn right I am. Really? Because Messi's not going to play? Bruh, every moment Messi touches the ball that I can watch, I watch. But it's a rule you, of life. You just heard me. He's not going to play the first leg. Bruh, he's on the bench. The camera opens. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be, he'll be juggling an orange. Go watch that. Uh, Barcelona this week drew 2-2 with Valencia. Why? Um, there, there are a couple of stories here. One is Artur and, and Alenia, who are fantastic young midfielders. Not a story. It is a story. Why do you hate? <laughs> Alenia is brilliant. No, 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 came no on that's the not bench. the story. Okay. The story is there were two no down and Messi scored two. Yes. Like, like what kind of story are yes, we talking about? Yes. What are we talking about? Bro, have you seen the second goal? I don't know. The angle does not exist. And then he gets it. And then the passion. Oh, captain, See, my was, captain. Don't you prefer this than no. talking about Alenia? And no. And, uh, and, <laughs> and who? And who? Artur? Goat of goats. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting side note, both Gabriel and Coquelin started for Valencia. And wow. The thing with Gabriel is that he's not technically the best, but he's got so much passion, it needs to overflow somewhere. Yeah. Because it's going to come out at some poor family member at home or something. He needs to come wow. out on the field, because clearly it's bottled up the in there. The thing with Gabriel Favela, I don't know if his last name is Polisa or yeah. whatever, is you replaced him with Mustafi. We shouldn't have let him go. <laughs> we, as a third of choice or second choice, he's... More than enough. I thought he was fun. Uh, Bernie, I mean, just to add to that, we bought him for about 11 to 15 million. Mm -hmm. We sold him for 10 and we bought Mustafi for 35. Yes, you did. So there's, so that, 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 there's a just story. Just a little reminder. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we, we mentioned Messi scored two goals, right? Yeah. Oh, okay, I thought we might have forgotten. No, nope, okay. never. Oh, okay. We're not, we're not going to forget him like the Ballon d'Or. You know why that isn't an achievement? Because you know who else scored two goals this week? Javinho. Yes. Ooh. Juventus 3, Palma yes, 3. Juventus, without Chiellini and Bonucci, have conceded six goals in two games. So, wait, who scored the two goals first? Messi or not? Like, who played first? I, th I think, think it was, I'm, it was I'm, making, I'm making up a story. It was Barcelona. That, that Ronaldo saw Messi score two, then decided to score two. And then? And then Gervinho decided to win the Ballon d'Or. Literally <laughs> usurped by <laughs> Gervinho. He was like, I am on your level, mates. I am right go. here he's, with you. He's been fun, though, this year. He's right. been very fun. Palma... You know, are flying for them. They just got promoted, and Javinho has been kind of pinpointing that attack. He's been spearheading. Yes, also, literally. Allegri said something that was so weird. He yeah. said, "You've seen 
uh, us try and play good football in That's essence, it. and that didn't work. So we're going, and I was like, no, you bro. Juve fans, stay home. There's nothing to see for the rest of the season. Like, Collect your three points, and that's it. He could have just said everyone's injured, which is true. Do with that, but no, that we're this done. is why they want Ra- they wanted Ramsey in January. They wanted him so bad, but they wouldn't pay the twenty mil. They just want to say back heel. So they want that's it. Yeah, that's I been do. done from every big big club you could ever go to now. Bye. I, I do love it though when Juventus fan turn fans turn on Allegri. I love that. It happens so, every year and a half. It happens a lot, and I'm just like. Maybe. You don't know what you've got. Yeah. You really don't know what you've got. If you're yeah. turning on, on Allegri, yeah. you've lost it. Yeah. Yeah, Everything is done for them. And that's no why way. I think like success can drive a fan base a bit bonkers. Oh, yeah, sure. sure. Anyway, uh, the other notable game in Serie A this weekend, Roma 1, Parma 1. Uh, Piontek has three goals in two games, actually. Um, and Piontek. Piontek. So no, every commentator says Piontek. It's Piontek. In Polish, in Polish, there's some accent on there. Uh, someone Polish told us this today. Um, there's an accent on the A, which makes it sound like Piontek. Yeah. So the accent adds a letter. Yeah. Or yeah. a sound. Right, right. No, a sound. no, no, no. It adds a letter. Well, yeah, but that exists. You know, anyway, okay. I'm just telling you. So what did he do? He, he's got three goals in two games. Me. Gazidis, big man, yes. killing it at Milan. He brought in this dude, he brought in the dude that keeps assisting him. He's killing it. Are you celebrating this, or is this sarcastic anger that he didn't do this for I'm you? I'm just trying to bring it up positively um, somehow, but okay. yes. Okay. I'm just saying, Gazidis is clearly doing the business. Oh, okay. Yeah, until they get sued for financial fraudulence. But well, we'll but now with uh, Khalifa, I don't know his name. Khalifa. Nasser. What's she got to do with him? PSG is in the oh, board. Yeah. No, one's getting, yeah. no one's getting banned. We forgot it for Mumu. He is investigating himself. <laughs> yes. He's yeah. like, listen, mate, I think... We should take it easy on this guy. He's a good guy. I know this guy. He's the best guy. It's like FFP. What's FFP? I don't know what that is. Remember like five years ago when Sepp Blatter declared no more corruption yeah. in FIFA? <laughs> he declared it. He got on his little ladder, his little step ladder, and he said, listen up, folks. I've checked it out. It doesn't exist. Everyone can go back to bed. Oh, yeah. Man. Don't worry about it. All right. Uh, um, speaking of the Middle East, sort mm-hmm. of, um, TFCs, Toronto FCs, Best ever player, mm-hmm. club legend, mm-hmm. brought success to the city. MLS MVP. Yes, ever. Sebastian, Best. Atomic Ant Jovinko mm-hmm. has Best left. Player the league's ever had. He's been sold. How do we feel about it? Sad. He didn't want to go. I was no. okay until I realized he didn't want to go. Like see, I was fine with message? Yes, I was fine with that up to that point. I was like, end of an era, end of a cycle. Fine, you can whatever. You know, TFC can go back to whatever they were. Mm-hmm. And always have been, and it's fine. They, American sports have cycles. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna always be at the top. Yep. It's a time for it to go. All good. But then, when I realized he didn't want to go, that kind of swayed me a little bit to thinking maybe it's not the right thing to do. So what I'll say is, yes, he didn't want to go, but his statement that he put out was extremely one-sided, and there are plenty of sources at the club who have said. We made an offer. It was a bit lower than what he was on, but we felt it reflected his age and declining ability, which is in no doubt. He has declined in the last year or two. Mm-hmm. And we weren't able to budge from that figure. You know, at MLS, like, the salary cap is very strict. Mm-hmm. You can't mess around with it very much. Well, so yes, they had kind of did for a few years. A little bit, yeah. But they, they set a figure, and they weren't going to move from it, and he wanted more, and they weren't going to give it to him. So, you know, and presumably he got a very good offer from Saudi Arabia. I, I think, yeah, exactly. I don't think it would have made any sense for Toronto FC to pay 
millions and millions of dollars to someone who is going to be, who already is and is going to be an increasingly declining force. I think when you've gotten rid of Vasquez, who's already left, and you don't know, Josie Altador is making statements that it may be his last season. You actually have a lot of money to give someone that wants to stay. You Getting rid of those three, because it looks like Josie could possibly go, is going to be hilariously bad for TFC. And if you need someone to knit things together whenever you do bring two other guys in, that has to be Jovinko. That absolutely has the to thing, be. The thing with Josie is that he already has a Saudi last name in Al... Tador. <laughs> so he's, he's going to fit in. They, they signed the wrong guy. Yeah. So Josie of the Tador family. <laughs> but for me, like, I could argue this a blue in the face. To me, this is the best player the league has ever seen. I don't care about Robbie Keane for whatever he's done. Yes, he won two in a row. Beckham, yes, Mohamed, I understand what he did. And he's one of, one of my favorites too. But if you look at in his prime, came mm-hmm. in, broke goal scoring record, broke a uh, goal scoring and assist record, Got them to the final by himself, then won the league. That is the single greatest thing that a player has done. That I, in the, in that's the a go. That's a go. That's a great. I can't, I can't. <laughs> I if, I, if I say that's, it has to be that. The minute Vinny says, and he says that's a lot, yeah. and that's it. So then, that's greatness. Yeah. That's a go of MLS. Agreed. Agreed. So, um, Alex, tell us a quick thing about your uh, CPL event visit. Uh, yeah. Um, so, the Canadian Premier League made a major announcement the other day. I went along to check it out. Um, they announced two things. One is that April 27th is when the Canadian Premier League will kick off. I believe it will be uh, in Hamilton Forge FC against York 9, which is a local derby. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so that's exciting. The second thing is that they are sponsoring this podcast. <laughs> and uh, what's the name of the stadium they'll be playing at? Under the Kosh FC. Tim Hortons Field? Isn't that just so Canadian? Yeah, sure is. Tim Hortons' 88-year-old um, owner died this week. R.I.P. Just saying. That's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, no, just- Okay. Th- thanks, Mo. Thanks, thanks for bringing it. I mean, people down. listen to learn, so... Yeah. Sure. Um, a quiz question. Well, they're learning. The second thing that they announced is that um, a founding investor mm. or partner sponsor in the Canadian Premier League will be Volkswagen. You mean the fraudulent company? They are a fraudulent company. Why are it has they to a be said. Emissions, lies... Bruh, five years bro. ago. What lives? Bro, lies. Bro, that's, lies. that's a fraud. <laughs> so, that yeah, said, but I mean, it's major. Bernie's right. not wrong. That said, it is a major company investing what is presumably a major amount of money in this league. It does lend legitimacy to it, even if you do not like the company. Or does he play with the handbrake? Uh, or or the right. <laughs> what I will say, though, is that at this announcement, the head of Volkswagen Canada was there, and he did more talking than anyone else. I felt a bit sorry for him. And he made a, a traditionally wonderful German joke when he was like, you know, if, if Canada and Germany play in the final of World Cup 2026, I won't know who to cheer for. Oh, 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 oh. I was like, yes, you fucking will. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then I said, doesn't matter who you cheer for, we know who's winning. <laughs> You're all good. Yeah. Anyway, um, uh, it, it's, a, it's a big announcement in that, in that they're attracting is. money. Um, it's a big announcement in that we know when the season kicks off. So I guess... You know, in the next few weeks, we'll see the full schedule for the like, season. I'd like to go that game. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Like game. No, yeah, like York 9 is close by, aren't it? Well, it's going to be in Hamilton, which is not... No, 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 but not the first game. Oh, yeah, York, general, 9 York, York 9 is York 9 is in would be our closest our club. Our closest club, so we have... To, I really like their colors. Also. There they are colors. The green, yellow. They are the Kosh yeah, colors. they are the Kosh colors. So we should, we should kind of reach out, be the correspondence for York 9 or something. Yes. Because you got to learn it from scratch. No one knows anything anyways. Yeah, it's true. Uh, While we're talking about Canadian Premier League, uh, let's talk about 
February 13th, which is our Under the Cosh Trivia Night. Some people who, or the editorial team at the Canadian Premier League will be there. They've registered a team. They are coming to compete with you. Um, and they may be providing some prizes. Better get your Still facts to right. be announced. Editorial team. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, the, yeah, yeah. the Campiel questions had to be limited once they registered. This yeah. like, you oh, can't so have that so much. So we of can't a... have what's the name of Hamilton uh, <laughs> <laughs> Stadium on there? No. Oh, okay. Cool. Anyway, um, they're coming. You should come if you haven't registered already. There are only a few spots left. Um, it is on our pinned tweet, the link to register. So go check that out. And other than that, we'll, we'll talk to you next you week. Next week. Thank you for downloading the Koshcast. Get in touch at underthekoshblog at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh. And for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com. Yeah.